Firehouse Church. Happy Mother's Day to all of our mamas. Let's give all of our mamas a big hand. We are so glad that not only that you're here, but for the investment uh, that you have in our lives. I called my mother. How many of you called your moms? Raise your hand up in the air this morning. You called your mothers. How many of you still need to call your moms? Raise your hand up in the air. Guys, if you go into the bathroom, we have something for you. How many men have been in the bathroom already this morning? Anybody? Okay, we have something for you in the bathroom, guys. You'll have to go into the bathroom after church, and you'll see what I'm talking about, trying to help a brother out. How many of you brothers need some help this morning? No doubt about it. Well, we are sure glad that you're here again. Happy Mother's Day to our sweet mamas. We're so uh, blessed uh, by your um, investment in our lives and uh, what you mean to us. We're in a series called Beautiful Scars, and it doesn't really sound like a happy-go-lucky, get you all pumped up about Mother's Day type of a message or type of a series, but I'll be honest with you, uh, the whole inspiration uh, behind this uh, series came from building around Mother's Day, and I think you'll understand it a little bit more uh, as, as we talk about it this morning, but I want to uh, introduce to you uh, not, not somebody new. I'm going to be speaking today, uh, team speaking today, with the greatest mother that I know, uh, my sweet wife, Kim Trinkle, is going to join me on stage. So would you give her a big hand? She's going to help me this morning because, to be honest with you, uh, to, to talk to mamas, I need an expert mama. And this lady is an expert mama. She's a ninja grandmom. And uh, I just, uh, I'm really blessed with the greatest wife uh, in the world that God could have for me. And I know you're going to be blessed by her this morning. But I, wanna, I want you to take a look at this video we're going to show you today. Uh, Kim interviewed a couple ladies in our church uh, who are near and dear to our hearts, some young mommies. And uh, we're going to hit Mother's Day from a little bit of a different angle today, but I hope you'll be blessed for it. So check this video out. Mother's Day is the day, day we can celebrate because we all have moms. Have moms. But for some, but for celebrating, some Mother's, Day celebrating Mother's Day can be very hard. Please listen to the stories, listen to the of, stories these of these two young moms as they share, as they share their story, their of, story beautiful of beautiful scars. Chris and I had, Chris and I had healthy baby two boys, healthy baby boys uh, very early in our marriage, uh, very early in our marriage and then um, decided we didn't feel like our family was complete. And so we wanted a third baby. And so, so we wanted badly. a third baby so badly and we got pregnant and we found out that it was a girl. And we were just about it, and through the roof about it. And with that humongous high came very low, low. Right after that, the doctor went silent. What it looks like is that your daughter has something called anencephaly, which is a fatal birth defect. Fatal birth defect. Which means she's basically living. She's basically living, but conscious. So, Unconscious. Um, the baby either died in the womb or in childbirth. She was born womb or in childbirth. Jean, and she was born. She uh, was born. Her name was Virginia Jean, and she was born uh, in, in May of 2017, and um, died in childbirth. And about 24 hours. Got to hold her and love her for about 24 hours. So I went to the doctor. And then had to leave her. Was diagnosed. I learned two things. One that I have PCOS. So I went to the doctor and was diagnosed. I learned two things. One that I have PCOS, um, polycystic ovarian syndrome, which is basically a hormone imbalance type thing, and um, that I don't ovulate on my own. 
uncountable times did I just cry out to the Lord and just say, you know, um, I, I remember like begging, pleading with God to um, make me fertile and so that I could have kids. And um, it got to the point where at a certain point I was like, okay, I need to change my point of view. And instead um, of begging for this, I started to um, just kind of say, you know, I trust you, Lord, and I trust um, what you're doing with my life. I trust that. You know, you didn't give me kids earlier on for a reason um, because it wasn't the right time or the right situation. Um, it's so hard, and there's so many times that I, I mean, so many tears and so much um, trusting in the Lord and trusting that there is a plan for your life and there is a purpose for everything that happens. God doesn't take you the way you think you're going to go, and He um, brings you through these deserts and and someone once said to me during that time, uh, I wish I'd gone through some things like you've gone through so I could have faith. Then uh, I got pregnant. <laughs> um, I had my Eva <laughs> nine months ago. There we go. And this is sweet little Eva. To be the one to comfort her. Mr. Mommy. To be the one to comfort her. This is what I love. Martha, and she is our rainbow baby. Thank you, Aaron and Sarah, for sharing your beautiful scars story with us. Sometimes it's a lot easier. Thank you, Aaron and Sarah, for sharing your beautiful scars story with us. Sometimes it's a lot easier looking back and seeing what God did than when you're in the middle of a situation. We hope that through all of this, that you'll be able to see the beautiful scars that God is doing in your life. Sharing their story. That's hard. That's a brave, a uh, lot of bravery um, demonstrated there. But it's very, very real. The Bible says this in Psalm 27, 14, and it's a hard, you ever read a verse, you know, we read like verses like John 3, 16 and other verses that are like anthematic, you know, all things work together for good to those that love God. You know, we hear those kind of verses. But uh, we also hear verses like this that are, there's something going on back here that doesn't sound like it's supposed to, like somebody's letting the air out of a tire. So if you can, okay, we're good. So um, it's not me deflating, I promise you, okay? If you can, so you guys can probably hear it up here. Psalm 27, 14 says this, a tough verse. Wait on the Lord. How many of you hate waiting? Be honest, okay? It says, wait on the Lord, be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. It says it twice, wait for the Lord. Life, no matter how short, I'm going to need somebody to take, make sure. Can you get somebody to come up here and to take care of this, please? Thank you. Um, life, no matter how short or how long, is, is marked with perpetual waiting. We're always, always waiting. And waiting is very, very hard, especially when you look at uh, the stories that these two mamas shared this morning. And thank you again, Aaron and Sarah, for uh, sharing your story about waiting. You know, from the day that we, um, as husbands and wives, start preparing uh, to be parents and start preparing to have a family, we wait. We start this lifelong journey of waiting. Uh, we wait for our kids, uh, wait to have our kids until we have enough money. <laughs> Don't do that. You're never going to have enough money. Uh, uh, we wait for the results uh, from the doctor to find out if we actually are pregnant, if we're, you know, if we have had success. We wait to hear the heartbeat. We wait to find out if it's a boy or a girl. And then we wait for long, nine long agonizing months, which uh, men will never understand. I'm Amen. okay with that. 
I'm okay with that. Mm -hmm. Holler, guys. I'm glad you're men this morning. Raise your hand. Okay. But we honor our ladies, but I'm sure thankful I'm a guy this morning. Uh, we wait for hours and hours and hours, and sometimes it feels like days, to actually physically uh, go through labor and to finally have that baby. Uh, we wait for the, uh, to hear the first cry. And then we spend the next couple of years waiting for uh, babies first. The first time they roll over, the first time that they... Um, that they get a tooth, the first time that they, they crawl and they walk, uh, the first time we get them to finally uh, potty train, which is awesome, and, uh, and the first day of school. Uh, then we wait for about two years to finally sleep through the night, and then we spend the next 20 years waiting to get a decent nap, yeah. you know? <laughs> uh, we wait for our bodies to get back to normal. We're not going to talk about that. Nope. <laughs> We wait for them to say our name, to say I love you, to say I'm sorry, uh, to say please, and to say thank you, and we wait. Uh, but for some ladies, um, the waiting seems like it's never going to end, like it's just going to last forever. Um, and the truth is that Mother's Day is a celebration that we celebrate because we all have a mom. Um, but it can still be really hard. Mother's Day can be a hard, a hard day. A hard day for a lot of women in here um, because they have strain in their mother uh, relationship. Uh, very hard for some moms because, some ladies, because they want to be a mom and they just, God just hasn't uh, granted their desire of their heart yet. Um, and some may regret giving up or giving away the opportunity to be a mom. You heard um, that we're, today we're collecting bottles uh, for life, life, Life Talk uh, Pregnancy Care Center. And, um, you know, one of the reasons we do that is, is it's not just an alternative. And, we, and I'm not going to talk about, this isn't a day to talk about, you know, controversy or things like that. But we want to help. We want to be a part of something that's helping young moms. Um, we did a service a few years ago, and I was really surprised um, that we, we talked to, you know, we talked to the, the whole congregation about Mother's Day. We were celebrating Mother's Day. We had a lady come and speak from the pregnancy care center that was in our community. And then we bowed for prayer and we asked, you know, how many of you need healing because something like this has taken place in your life? Probably 60% of the people yeah. that were in the auditorium that day uh, raised their hand up where they were personally involved or very close to someone that had gone through uh, that abortion process. And, you know, you know, Mother's Day being such a great day, you know, sometimes we forget. If, you, if you're a mom and, man, I hope that you got spoiled, you got... Uh, you know, taking care of this morning, breakfast, lunch, dinner. Uh, our kids wanted to do something today uh, for Kim for Mother's Day, so they want to come over our house and do a barbecue today, right? Which means she's going to have to work all day. So we're, we're, we're kind of altering plans. I'm letting the girls know about that right now. But, uh, um, you know, for moms, it's a great day. It's a big celebration day. I mean, how, I mean how, how many moms don't like hearing Happy Mother's Day, right? But we do have ladies in our church that aren't moms yet. Uh, the campy moms, or maybe were moms, and you know, and, and and didn't take the course in their life that was at, at the right decision at that time of their life. So, as as much as it's a celebratory day, it's also a difficult day. And when we consider this idea of waiting, as you heard uh, in these testimonies, now whether you're a mother or not, uh, this this message is for you. Uh, Tom Petty and the Heartbreaker said this: that the waiting is what the hardest part. That's for my rock and roll junkies this morning that are with me today. But whether you're a mom or not. Uh, you all understand the wound of waiting. It can be very, very, very hard. So we want to give you some things that God can do in your life today if he has you in a season, or I've heard somebody say this before, in the desert of waiting. Yeah. 
So here's some things that waiting uh, will help you accomplish in your life. The first thing is this, waiting will grow and strengthen your faith. If you have your Bible, you can follow along. If not, we put the verses up on the, on the board for you, for you to follow along with us. Uh, in Hebrews 11, 11 through 12, it says, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear, bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as, a good, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and the countless as sands in the seashore. Uh, Mark 11:24 also says, Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it, and it will be yours. Uh, as we continue, 2 Corinthians 4:18 says, So we fix our eyes not on what's seen, but on what is unseen. Since we have seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. You know, God waited, um, and Sarah kept... Uh, God, yeah, Sarah waited, and God uh, kept his promise to her. Uh, God wants us to take all of our cares to him and to totally depend on him. Uh, God wants to be our primary focus. He wants it to be on eternal things, not on just the things that make us happy. Uh, while we wait, we pray, and while we, um, while we hurt, we pray even more. Uh, God ministers to us during that time. While we wait, we learn to lean into our everlasting Father. Uh, he may uh, be making you wait for different reasons. He might have a, a, a different course for what you want, but we need to wait on him because he has another way, another plan, and he has the best plan for us. You know, waiting's hard. I mean, you know, it, it can be a very trying, difficult thing, and it's funny how God answers our prayers during that time. We'll say things like, God, draw me close to you. Or help me in my walk with you. Or help me in my relationship with you. Or strengthen my faith. And those trials that you may be going through. Aaron mentioned it in this video. That someone said to her. I've never been through things yeah. like you did. That have strengthened your faith. And that was, that, that was really uh, something that kind of hit me. Uh, a little bit between the eyes. Because I think about. Man how many times have I prayed. And asked God to draw me close to him. Or strengthen my faith. And then have gone through a difficult time. And I'm like wait a minute. That's not what I was praying for. I want to be closer to you. And things be going great. And the Bible talks about how easy it is for us when we're living in plenty or when we're living in uh, times of blessing. It's really easy to praise the Lord during that times, isn't it? Like the day a baby's born, right? You're like, oh, this is the greatest thing in the whole world. Or the day that something wonderful happens in your life. We are very quick uh, as believers to give God praise and we thank him for that. But man, it is hard to give God praise when you're going through a storm, isn't it? It's hard when things are hard to say, Lord, in everything give thanks? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Uh, you know, being uh, doing what we do, being in the ministry, uh, wow, I guess for about 20, 25 years, uh, we've shared a lot of really neat, significant moments uh, with our church family. You know, doing weddings, uh, even though funerals are very sad, it's a time you can really bond and get close to families that are going through difficult times. Uh, baptisms are always fun. We love being a part of uh, people's lives when kids and teenagers and moms and dads are getting baptisms. And, and really kind of to be there uh, with you or be just a little tiny part sometimes uh, when you're making spiritual decisions in your life. And then there's those times... Uh, we get to be a part of people's lives when they're having babies. Yes, we love going to the hospital. I love going to the hospital to see new babies. Ed's had some really strange experiences at the hospital, and if you want to hear about them, you can talk about it later. 
I can't talk about them no, from here not today. In church, not no, in so church. I go. He's my driver. He drops me at the front door. I run and I get to love on those new babies and to hug on them and to talk to moms. Uh, but one of the things he didn't get to, that he didn't mention was um, we have had the extreme uh, privilege and opportunity to be a part of some wonderful adoption ceremonies. I don't know if you've ever been to the courthouse when uh, the judge has said, uh, you know, here is your uh, new child or you know, welcome to the family where they have either got to adopt a child or a baby or a foster baby that they have been watching after and then they get to become a part of their life. But something that we always say to each other is, wow, what an answer to prayer. Um, you know, when praying for things, uh, we're not always guaranteed that we're going to get the answer uh, that we want from God. Um, but waiting um, and praying for, we are guaranteed that God is working in our life and he is growing us to be more like him. So waiting develops our, our patience and, and our walk with the Lord. Uh, so, well, here's the second thing. Waiting yeah. develops our patience and our character. It develops our patience and our character. Kim's going to read a couple of verses for you. Uh, Romans 8.28 says, And we know that all things God works for good for those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. And Romans 5.3-5 says, Not only so, but we also glory in our sufferings because we know that suffering produces perseverance. Perseverance, character, and character, hope. Uh, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. 2 Corinthians 4, 16 and 17 says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieved for us in eternal glory that far outweigh them all. Uh, we wait uh, we may suffer as his children, but we will receive eternal glory. And, you know, that's kind of a tough thing to sell, you know, Christian, not sell, but to, to present to somebody in Christianity. Because we talk about uh, in life, the reality of life is we suffer. But to be honest with you, that's not exclusive for Christians. Like everybody goes through suffering in their life, yeah. whether it's a loss of a loved one, whether, uh, like we talked about last week, whether pain's been inflicted on you by others, self-inflicted pain. There's just times... Uh, in our lives when we suffer. I was talking to a, a, a brother of ours, uh, Brother Johnny, uh, before church. He had some surgery this week, and we both agreed that as, uh, as difficult as surgery could be sometimes, we were very thankful for what the little that we've endured and the huge things that our wives have endured on our behalf, right? Uh, we just suffer. There's just some things in our lives that cause us to suffer. But here's the thing about suffering. It's not the curse of Christianity. Okay, when you accept Christ as Savior, you don't enter into this portal of a lifelong of suffering. The thing about suffering is you're going to go through it one way or another as a human being. But here's the, 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 what's comforting about that. I think it's, it has so much different significance and purpose, and, can, and God can use it to do things that are unexplainable. When we allow him to kind of comfort us and be a part of that, and we trust in him through the process. And that process is hard. That process of becoming more like Christ. Uh, young moms, let me say something to you this morning to be an encouragement to you. Uh, if you're, th there's nothing, and, and I know this is hard to hear, right? When you, when people like one up you or they're experts in an area where you're trying, you know, I, I love it when people say, uh, yeah, I've been doing that for 35 years. I know exactly what you're <laughs> talking about, Dave. We were talking about that. This I've been doing that. Yeah. You know, I've got all this experience. But I want to tell you something, young ladies that, that, that are new mamas. Go to mamas that have had kids because they know exactly what you're yeah. going through. Um, I'm going to tell you something. Kim and I have uh, been married. It'll be 34 years in about two, uh, about a week, yeah. actually. So I got to get her a gift. But uh, 
and it's kind of weird because we have Mother's Day two weeks later anniversary. So this is like May celebratory month for her. But um, um, it's, it's interesting how um, there's just some things that, that I do not un and I never want to understand about being a mom. I'm thankful for the mom my kids have and certainly for the wonderful wife that God's blessed me with. But it's hard sometimes to go and, and ask for help. Because, you know, you're a young mom, you had the baby, you went through the, you know, you went through that, that you know what, of, of, of childbirth, and so you kind of get your badge of honor for that, and then you go home, you have this kid that is absolutely, totally, 100% yeah. dependent on you 24 hours a day, seven days a week, yeah. and just drawing the life out of you, right? <laughs> every wound, every scar, every wrinkle, every gray hair is absolutely earned, ladies. I mean... Yeah affirm you this morning. But let me say this to you too. Young moms, we have some amazing moms in our church. Moms that are mothering teenagers. You think childbirth was hard. <laughs> you wait till your kids are teenagers. Somebody, can I get some old parents that will say amen to that? Okay. And then when your kids like start turning into adults, do you think, I'm done. No, you're not. We're still raising our kids. We've got a 30, a 28, a 26. That's close, right? Close. 30, 28, 20, or 31, 29, 27, something like that. And then our youngest is 21, 22. Right. And we're still, we're still like in the mix of it. And we're thankful. We love our kids. God's blessed us with wonderful, wonderful girls. And of course, now we're in that season life, we're enjoying grandkids. But it's just something that it just, it's one of those things. Like people, uh, the only way I can remotely relate to it is this. Uh, someone said to me a little while back, um, it's got to feel pretty good at the end of the day when you can go home and take your hat off of being a pastor. Listen, I'm not saying this to elevate myself at all, but there's never a time I'm not who I am. I always kind of have to, you know, and there's, there's times I could, st you know, when I'm home and I could chill out and, you know, just like some of you guys do, I walk around the house and sort of my underwear and all that kind of stuff, but there's never a time. I mean, it's always, it's just who I am. It's part of my life. When, when you have a baby, you are on 24-7, Kim said, and you'll get a nap in about 20 years. Some of you ladies went, mm-hmm, because you know exactly what she was talking about. So young moms, I want to encourage you. Uh, find a mentor mother in our church that can encourage you and just talk to you about body stuff, that can talk to you about children's stuff, that can talk to you about whatever it is, just so you can have a shoulder to cry on that somebody can listen to you uh, that would understand what you're going through. So it's like Christianity, it's not... And, and being a mom, we're not, we're not trying to be a Debbie Downer and talk about how being a mom is about suffering. But, boy, God wants to do some great stuff. And, man, these testimonies that we heard from these ladies this morning really showed how difficult times happen to all of us. Mm -hmm. But God just has a way of showing himself real in all of our lives. Yeah, and moms, isn't it a miracle that after you go through all of that pain and that suffering that you get to hold this awesome little miracle of God? Um, Christina said to me not too long ago, can you believe this is mine? Yeah. It was really cool because uh, we waited for a long time for her. Yeah. When I get nervous, I cry sometimes. So, you know, just we'll have to deal with this in a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> so, uh, and it's really hot up here. Have you ever been up here before? But it's really hot, you know. That's Sorry. a different message for moms <laughs> that uh, we'll, we'll do another time this momentary hotness on the stage right exactly. now. Exactly. We'll you know, no matter what kind of pain you go through in childbirth, I, I personally 
Uh, I'm not one of those warriors who went through childbirth with nothing. I think that epidurals were from God. Sorry, Dr. Hooten. Um, I only had one epidural, and it was like, oh, thank you, Jesus. Um, But you know what? Through all of that pain and suffering, uh, no matter if it's during labor, before labor, that whole nine months, which, like I said, men will never understand because growing a baby is unbelievable. Um, But all of those lead to beautiful scars in our life. It does. I remember when we had Christina, we were young, didn't know anything about being parents. We were like 22 years old. We had her just amazing. And, and she was really sick as a baby. She had hip dysplasia yeah. and she had, a, she had a spinal thing. And she was in and out of the hospital like her whole first year of her life. And I guess she was about a year, maybe just a little over a year old. And Kim says, and, and I was in there. And I, I, I firmly believe with all of my heart that uh, you can find the time when men started going into the, to the birthing room. It used to be an operating room when, yeah. when we had kids, but now they're birthing suites. Yeah. You know, it's just different now. But uh, I, I can tell you, you could probably trace the day that men started going into the birthing suite with, woman, with women, with their wives, is when women started becoming gynecologists. <laughs> and those lady doctors said, you get your husband in here. He needs to see what you're going through. And I called it this. After we had Christina, I, I mean, I was, I, nothing could have prepared me for that. No. Nothing could have, pre- I didn't suffer, please don't let me, don't, you know, I didn't suffer, nothing like, but I saw all of it, and I looked at her, like when she was kind of getting her wits about her again, and, and I'm like, you're the greatest thing I've ever seen in my life, I can't believe you've done that for me, da 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 and then like 13 months later, she said, I think it's time to have another kid, I'm like, what? <laughs> you want to do that again? Yeah. I mean, it didn't, even, it didn't even make sense yeah. to me, but isn't it something, mamas, how you have this baby, and then you don't remember all the, ah, you remember the, you know, you remember all that yes. stuff. Easiest pain to forget. Easiest, uh, that's what Kim said, the easiest Please. pain to forget. So here's another thing about waiting. Waiting reveals, uh, if we allow it to, if we're trusting in God, it reveals our true sense of joy. Psalm 37, 4 and 5 says, take delight in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust in him, and he will do this for you. So it reveals, when we are taking delight and trusting in the Lord, it reveals to us what our true source of joy is in our lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, number four, waiting teaches us to rest in the Lord. And whether you're a mom, whether you're a dad, no matter who you are, uh, rest is from God. Yeah. And uh, this is probably my favorite point about this message because I love to rest. I think maybe uh, when I was a young mom, it was kind of difficult and you were always looking for those moments to take a breath and to, to, to rest. Uh, but now as a grandmom and, and just getting to be old, uh, I'm always looking for times to rest. 37, Psalms 37, 7 says, uh, be still before the Lord and wait patiently for him. Do not fret when people succeed in their ways when they carry out the wicked schemes. You know, it's something, we are in a time, a culture and a society where it's go, 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 you know, 24 seven. Husbands and wives are both working full-time jobs. We're chasing dreams. And and I'm not saying anything wrong about any of those things. But there's some biblical principles sometimes we forget to incorporate into our lives because we're so driven to be successful. We forget things in the word of God like, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. Uh, The Old Testament principle of the Sabbath wasn't just a day. You know, it's not paralleled in the New Testament when Sunday became the Lord's Day. Well, that's our Sabbath now. The principle of Sabbath was a principle of rest 
reflection, and worship. You can worship on other days besides Sunday. Uh, and, 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 and I understand, listen, I'm not one of those. I used to think it was funny when uh, years ago um, when uh, we first started off in ministry. Uh, I remember sitting in services, and I remember hearing, hearing the pastor talk about how you don't, if you have a job where you're working on Sunday, you're not trusting God. You need to tell your boss you're off on Sunday. And as a young youth pastor, I would be sitting there with our teenagers going, uh, I'm working today. I was at the church at 6.30 in the morning, opening, cleaning, setting everything up. I stayed after church for an hour after two services in Sunday school. Uh, at, at 1 o'clock, we would get home at 2 o'clock. And on my day off, which was Sunday, we'd have to be back at church for 6 o'clock service. But I got there at 5 to open the doors and start the coffee. Church service was done at 6.30. I stayed until 7 to lock up. And, man, that was a great day off. All right, I'm not complaining. All of us have had times in our lives we've had to bust it and work hard. But here's the thing. No matter how young you are or no matter how old you are, you need rest. It's biblical. It's healthy. We have nurses and doctors in our auditorium that would tell you, you need rest. And I'm going to tell you something. When God put that, the Sabbath for us, he wasn't doing that for him like the Pharisees taught. He was doing that for us because he knew we needed it. Uh, Kim and I just took a, a vacation. It's the longest vacation we've ever taken in our whole lives of being married. We've never gone away as long as we just did. Can I tell you what we did? We saw beautiful sights. It was amazing. Uh, and you know we had a great time because Facebook can prove it was a great time. <laughs> Things in life aren't real unless they're on Facebook, we've learned, you know. But um, you know what we did for two weeks? We rested. Yeah. And then we came back refreshed, kind of cleaned out my mind a little bit from, from, uh, from some stuff, some projects I was doing, some schooling I was doing. Kind of just flushed it out of my system. And I came back like, like focused and, and ready to do something. You know why? Because I rested. And I just can't, uh, can't speak highly enough about that principle of resting. So here, here's the last thing about, about waiting. And, and I hope that you'll see this. Um, like, again, we celebrate our moms, honor our moms. Happy Mother's Day. We hope you're doing great stuff for your mamas today. You guys call your moms today. You don't have to spend a lot of money on Mother's Day. You know what you could do? If you didn't buy your mom a Mother's Day gift, guys, go in the bathroom. We got you covered, number one. <laughs> number two, buy a bracelet from the youth ministry. Yeah. And take it home and give it to your mom for Mother's yeah. Day, okay? And if you're short uh, on money on that, Johnny and Gary said they'll front you. So they'll help <laughs> you get a Mother's Day present uh, for your mamas. But waiting shows us the power, the power of God's grace in our lives. Listen to these. Listen, these aren't just words proving what I'm telling you. These are the most important words you're, you, you will hear this morning. Uh, the, the words that Kim read out of the Word of God, these words that I want to read from you out of the Word of God, this is something that God inspired and preserved and has for you and I to learn from today. 2 Corinthians 12, 9. Paul said this about something God said to him. He said, but he said to me, this is God talking to Paul, my grace is sufficient. Here's what that means. My grace is enough. My grace is enough. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses so that Christ's power may rest in, on, on me. Um, Kim wrapped up the video, and, and she said something about how when you're going through a difficult... It's much easier to look in your rearview mirror and identify grace, right? Uh, we talked about Christina being sick when she was a baby. Yeah. That's, that's when I learned to pray. 
And it was hard. We cried. We didn't know she was going to make it. Uh, there were some really, really tough times that we went through, not knowing what we were doing as 22-year-old parents, right? Now we look back on it and say, man, God's grace was just there. And sometimes we don't see it, right? So it's really easy to see God's grace in the rearview mirror. Oh, he worked in my life at this time. He worked in my life at this time. But when you're kind of going through the storm, we are, we're, we're reaching out for it. But if we're depending on him, if we're casting all of our cares on him, then God's glory, God's power would rest on us, it says there in 2 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians 1, Paul says this in verses 3 and 4. Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of compassion, and listen to this, the God of all comfort. We read that verse last week out of Luke chapter 4, where Jesus said, I have come to set the captives free, to give sight to the blind, recovery uh, of health uh, to those that are weak. Um, he says, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who's a Father of compassion and the God of all comfort, right? And then it says, who, the God of all comfort, comforts us in our troubles. How many, let me ask you a question this morning. Maybe real time or you're thinking about it this morning, you understand what troubles are. Raise your hand up in the air. I know troubles. Right? We all get that. Then it says, so that we can have comfort, so we can comfort those in any uh, trouble with the comfort we have received from God. There's some things that Aaron can speak into some of our young moms that have gone through or unfortunately may go through what she's gone through. Uh, some of you young moms, that are young couples that are trying to have babies right now. You know, and just month after month of disappointment. Ah, we waited for two, we tried for two years. You know, it was hard, that, that disappointment, you know, and that, that's, a, that's a difficult thing. But you know what? When you've gone through that difficult thing, it's, it's like a bad, and we're surrendered to the Lord. Not only have you endured the physical part of that, you've walked through the spiritual part of that. And you could say, listen, I know, I know, listen, I can't talk to a mom about that stuff. I refer them happily to this sweet mom right here. They can say, God's grace is sufficient. He will get you through that. Now, that doesn't mean, here's the, here's, here's the tough thing about the gospel that people don't understand sometimes. It doesn't mean that everything's going to work out the way that we want it to, but it will work out the way that he's designed it to, and he may even have a greater purpose because of it. But again, it's easier to see that in the rearview mirror. Grace is God's undeserved favor given to us. So what God wants us to do, if we're, in, if we're carrying a wound of waiting in our lives, God wants us to take it to him this morning. You know, I read that verse out of Peter. Casting all of your cares upon him because, because he cares for you. Uh, like Sarah said in her interview, uh, it's okay to plead with God. You don't have to sound like you're reading the Bible when you're praying. Can I tell you something too? It's even okay, and I want to be careful how I say this, if you get a little mad at God sometimes because you don't understand some things, and when you start to understand some things, you probably come back and say, hey, I'm sorry. Probably shouldn't have got mad. But you know what? There's something about true, honest, real communication with God in prayer. It's not all about thanksgivings and fellowships and withersoevers. And it's about you having a real, real conversation with God. Give him your full attention, but even in your asks, remember his comfort. 
Even in your pain, remember that he cares. Remember his grace, his forgiveness, and his goodness in your life. Remember the power of God's grace in your life today. Kim's going to read for you a poem that has been near and dear to her heart. To those who have given birth this year, we celebrate with you. To those who may have lost a child this year, we mourn with you. To those of you who are in the trenches right now, with little ones every day and wear the badge of food stains, we appreciate you. To those who have experienced loss through miscarriage, failed adoptions, or running away, we mourn with you. To those who walk the hard path of infertility, fraught with pokes and prods and tears and disappointment, we walk with you. Forgive us when we say foolish things. We don't mean to make things harder. To those of you who are foster moms, mentor moms and spiritual moms, we need you. To those who have warm and close relationships with your children, we celebrate with you. To those who have disappointment, heartache, and distance with your children, we sit with you. To those who lost mothers this year, we grieve with you. To those who experienced abuse at the hands of your own mother, we acknowledge your experience. To those of you who have lived <laughs> through driving tests, medical tests, and the overall testing of motherhood, we are better for having you in our midst. To those who have aborted children, we remember them. And we remember you on this day. To those of you who are single and long to be married and mothering your own children, we mourn that life that has not turned out the way that you have longed for it to be. To those who step-parent, we walk with you on this complex path. To those who, envisions, who envisioned lavishing love on your grandchildren and that dream has not yet to be, we grieve with you. To those who have empty your nest in the next upcoming year, we grieve with you and we rejoice with you. To those who have placed children for adoption, we commend you for your selflessness and remember how you hold that child in your heart. And to those who are pregnant with a new life, both unexpected and surprising, we anticipate with you. Happy Mother's Day. Let's pray together. Yeah, you can clap. It's okay. Father, this morning, uh, we celebrate moms. We're thankful for um, not only our own personal mothers, Lord, but for the mothers that have so much influence in our church. Moms right now uh, that are tending babies and watching children. Moms that couldn't be here today, maybe because they're ill or uh, going through difficult times in their lives. Moms um, that are just faithful and some of the greatest prayer warriors, Christian workers, committed women that I know are mothers, Lord. And we thank you for their strength, for their leadership, and for their influence in our church. 
and in our community. But Lord, as we celebrate moms, we, don't, uh, we know that this, this wound that many of us carry of waiting isn't a mother's exclusive thing. It's predominant with moms, especially as we celebrate Mother's Day today. But I know people in this room this morning that are praying about um, a lot of things that Kim mentioned in that poem. A heartache and things that they're, they're, they're praying their way out of. And it's hard. And, and Lord, we stand with them. We pray for them. We love them. But God, I ask you this morning to do what I can't do and just ministerly, minister to them personally in their heart. Just like that we sang, the song we sang earlier, Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. I pray for your Holy Spirit to comfort I pray for your Holy Spirit to heal. I pray for your Holy Spirit uh, to, to minister to and stand alongside of. Uh, you told us in your word that your Holy Spirit gives testimony to Jesus Christ and comforts and um, convicts and protects. We ask you for that ministry in the lives of so many people that are going through difficult times waiting this morning. As we continue in prayer, I also want to especially pray, not just for those that are carrying the wound of waiting, but we also want to pray uh, for our mothers this morning. So as we keep our heads bowed and eyes closed. Moms and ladies, uh, can I pray for you? Maybe you carry a wound of waiting and it's hard to see how um, in this, this wound will become a beautiful scar. Uh, ladies, maybe you carry a mom hurt or relationship hurt, uh, a childbearing hurt or some other kind of relationship hurt. Uh, with everyone's eyes closed, uh, would you allow me to pray for you this morning? No one else is looking around. If you would like to lift your hand up so that I can pray for you. Thank you. And if you're here this morning, you carry a wound of waiting with our heads bowed and eyes closed, guy or lady, and you'd like us to remember you this morning. Would you just lift your hand up and say, Pastor Ed, Miss Kim, would you please, please, please pray for me? I'm carrying a very significant wound in my life of waiting. and I just need to be ministered to this morning. Just lift your hand up real quick uh, before we close it out. Just all over the room. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. We talked earlier about having a relationship with Christ. If that's not something you understand this morning or have, the Bible teaches us that if, if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. God loves you, and no matter what you've done, no matter what's in your past, no matter what you're kind of working through right now in your life, God loves you, and he wants to forgive you and pull you in and make you part of his family. That's why adoption, as Kim was talking about earlier, is such a beautiful, beautiful picture. It's a picture of God's grace in a relationship that he provided for you and I. So when do we accept Christ as our personal Savior? The Bible talks about that we are adopted into God's family. Full rights, full privileges. We're his children. And he wants you that don't know him today to become one of his kids. So if that's something you know you need to do, just pray this with me right where you're sitting with nobody looking around. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. Say this with me this morning. Say, Father in heaven, just say it quietly inside of your heart this morning. Father in heaven, I know I'm a sinner. Would you please forgive me of my sin? Come into my life and save me. I believe that you died so that I could be forgiven. I, be, I believe today that you're alive. I will forever be with you. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. I pray this in Jesus' name with your eyes closed. And everybody said amen. If you prayed with me this morning just before I close and you invited Christ to come in your heart, would you just lift your hand up real quick and we'll acknowledge you. Anybody like that? Thank you, my friend. 
Anybody else like that this morning? Father, we love you. Thank you for Mother's Day. Lord, help us to remember what you did for us on Calvary and the grace. And Lord, if we're carrying a wound of suffering, if we're carrying a wound of pain, if we're carrying a wound of, uh, of waiting, God, would you just minister to, to many, many people in this room this morning that are going through that. Uh, Lord, we thank you that we can go into your word and get comfort, that we can go into your word and get truth where it sets the captives free. We can go to your word and, and find it. It illuminates our path and every step along the way, as it says in Psalm 119. We need you. We need your word. And God, we also know that we need each other. So help us to be an encouragement to one another today. As we celebrate Mother's Day, uh, help us be encouragement to our moms. We love you and thank you. We ask you this day in Jesus' name. And everybody said with me together, amen. amen.